Hi guys, welcome back to the Flushing It podcast. I'm joined today by the Asian Tour Order of Merit winner, the International Series Order of Merit winner, and the Asian Tour Player of the Year. So welcome back to the podcast, Andy Ogletree. Yeah, thanks for having me. No worries, man. Um, so it looks like you're a bit cold there and you're out on the golf course. What have you been up to today? Yeah, I'm freezing. I, I just uh, took some money from all my buddies, so it was a good day. Had a little little putt to win on 18 and knocked it in, so I'm, I'm feeling good about myself right now. <laughs> no, good man. It's, I spoke to a couple of lads actually, and they said you were flushing it um, when you were down at, uh, at Miami for the media week. And it's sort of how's your game sort of going into the season? Yeah, no, it feels good. Um, I've had a really productive off season, and can't wait to get down to Mexico and uh, play in some warm weather and see how my body's moving. It's uh, it's tough here in Atlanta. I feel like I'm uh, swinging with so many layers on that I can't really tell exactly what's going on. But uh, yeah, game feels good, body feels good, and uh, you know, can't wait to can't wait to get to Mexico. Yeah, for sure. And is it a golf course that you like? Because have you played there yet? Because I can't imagine you played in the PGA yeah, Tour. Yeah, so know. I played um, my first PGA Tour event that I ever played in as a pro was Mayakoba. Um, I nice. got off to a great start. I was actually in contention going into the weekend, but uh, so I have some good memories around that place. And um, obviously, I was there as a reserve for Live Golf last year, so. Got to play a few practice rounds, so I, I know what I'm getting ready for, and I know uh, I know kind of how to prepare. And I've actually been watching some of the the clips from last year and some YouTube videos about um, past tournaments that have been played there to to get a little more knowledge and see where the pins were last year and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I feel you know pretty pretty dialed in. I felt like my preparation was was a, very good, and um, you know had a great off season. And my brother played there a couple of years back and he said that it's a golf course which kind of suits a lot of strategy and you have to be quite straight off the tee. Is it? I think that yeah. should suit your game. So do you think that's uh, yeah. like you optimistic? Yeah, I mean, it's it's typically pretty windy there, which I have played well every time it's windy um, throughout my pro career. And, um, you know, you have to flight the golf ball really well. It's really narrow off the tee, so you have to hit a lower driver flight than uh, than most people are used to. So I kind of like that position go off, kind of squeezing drivers out into play and then um, kind of picking and choosing where you where you get aggressive because there's some pretty severe areas um, just off the fairway. You just can't find the golf ball with the with the different trees and, and whatnot. So um, I, yeah, I've always I've always liked that kind of golf and I feel like it suits my game really well. It definitely does. It's, you played really well. At, um, was it last year at Close House where it was quite blowing, Close House, wasn't it? Yeah, super, yeah, super windy. Qatar last year was really windy as well. So um, I'm hoping it blows. Yeah, fingers crossed. That'll be good. Uh, with yeah. the last time we the last time we spoke, you would you'd almost closed out the Order of Merit win, which got you on to um, live for this season. And we were saying that I'd spoke to Phil a couple of weeks previously, and he wanted you on his team. And now yeah. you've actually officially have signed for him. So can you just explain a little bit, sort of, how did that go down? Was he sort of talking to you before he knew you got your card? Or yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. So once we knew, um, once we knew who was going to be relegated and um, which guys were were coming off the, the league, we knew which teams were going to have availabilities. So. Um, started having some conversations after Saudi and uh, I, I met with a few different teams and just eventually decided that uh, the high flyers were the best fit for me. Um, I love everything Phil has built with the team. I love the team camaraderie that they have, um, the team around them that they've built, but whether it be trainers, physios, 
um, staff on the team. I feel like they're very organized. They have everything in place and uh, they've built a great culture around the organization. So um, definitely, definitely a team that I wanted to play for and, um, you know, to be able to learn from Phil Mickelson, one of the greatest of all time and, and really get to know him and, and get to know how he, how he operates and how he uh, goes about his business has been really cool for me and uh, getting to pick his brain a little bit and, and learn some stuff from him as well. So um, that was an opportunity I couldn't turn down and um, just super, super excited to uh, be on the team with all the guys. I can imagine that. And it's, you're the youngest on the team by over a decade, I think. It's um, sort of how does yeah, that team so dynamic good. work? <laughs> I mean, I, I feel I feel like I'm uh, beyond my ears when it comes to um, the way I live my life. I, I'm I'm pretty into golf and um, not much else. So uh, we we all have similar similar interests, and um, you know, I, I don't feel like the the age gap has brought us apart at all. If anything, it brings us more together because we have differences of opinions and. Um, we're able to kind of bounce different ideas off of each other based on, uh, you know, the way we view things. So it's been it's been really cool and um, definitely look up to all those guys as golfers and as human beings. Um, I, I love the way that they they go about their stuff. And um, I've, I've taken a lot from all of them already just in the 10 or so days that we spent together. So, um, yeah, I don't know if, if you guys know that, but we did a. Uh, we did like team camp or spring training, if you will, out in California. We spent a little over a week um, out in California. Practicing. Yeah, practicing with Phil. Um, the whole team was there. Um, physios were there. And we spent a day at TPI and a day with Titleist, a day with Callaway. Um, just getting super dialed in for the season and um, played a lot of golf and and. I learned so much from those guys, just being around them, watching them hit different shots. And even if I wasn't asking, I was definitely paying attention to, you know, all the stuff they were doing and especially Phil around the greens, getting to uh, pick his brain a little bit about some of the shots he hits. Um, definitely areas of the game that I can, I can build on and, and learn from and um, try to apply those to my own personal game and put my own spin on it. So um, I feel like the last 10 or so days have been really cool for me getting to uh, spend it with those guys. It's something I've noticed about you, actually. You seem quite deep into your theory of the game and sort of your strategy and stuff. And Phil is like the, you know, he is the pinnacle of that, really, isn't he? Yeah. Is yeah. I can imagine you bounce off each other quite well. Yeah, um, for sure. I think that uh, the way we think about golf is pretty similar. Um, he might be a little more technical than me when it comes to spin ratings and um, launch angles and, and knowing exactly how far each club carries and different dispersions. And he tinkers a lot with equipment, which I don't really do um much at all so I've, I've basically played the same setup for seven plus years so i'm trying to uh be open to the idea of you know maybe changing a couple things or tweak tweaking a couple things based on the course setup and and based on you know the weather conditions and the the firmness of the greens and you know changing my changing my equipment a little bit week to week so that's definitely something that uh i'm working on and and i'm trying to to figure out what's going to be best for mexico and las vegas at the moment so um, definitely testing a few more things than I ever have in my life and, um, you know, learning a lot about equipment and, and about uh, all the different all the different things that go into playing great golf. Yeah, so obviously there's been quite a big off season since your last event and the first one's coming up next week. So how do you get ready for a season sort of now you have that big period? Is, yeah. is it something you start before Christmas or do you sort of wait until the new year? 
I waited basically until the new year. I mean, I was practicing. I, I was down in Florida a little bit, just working on uh, a few different things and making sure that I was ready to go for the season. But um, when it comes to like playing golf and, and trying to get into a competitive mindset, it was definitely, sorry, it was definitely after the new year. Um, but yeah, this week leading up to the event, I'm back in my, I'm, I'm back in Atlanta. Um, a lot of the, the pros are still here because they haven't gotten started with their season. So um, trying to play as many games as possible and play as much golf as possible this week. I mean, obviously it's freezing cold, but um, still getting the competitive juices flowing and, and putting a pencil to paper, so to speak, um, keeping score and, and trying to shoot the best score possible is what it's all about. So um, as much golf as I can play leading up to this event, um, that's what I'll do. And and then I'll try I'll get down to Mexico Sunday and try to play as much as I can before the week starts just to get a few more rounds under my belt. I wish there was a tournament I could play leading up. Um, unfortunately, you know, it just didn't didn't work out schedule wise for me to, to play in something else. But uh, I'm trying to trying to replicate that here at home and and get into a, uh, you know, tournament mindset a week out just to kind of see where my game's at and see what I need to work on the first few days when I get to Mexico. Yeah, taking the, the money off your boys is uh is always good help, isn't it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it yeah, good yeah. vibes. Got to get the got to get the confidence flowing. They didn't want to they didn't want to beat me down too bad before I left. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. So when it comes to the tournament weeks, so what day were you flying to Mexico? Were you get there Monday or Tuesday or? So normally I would get there Monday night, but I'm actually going to go Sunday just because the weather's so cold and rainy here in Atlanta. Um, I feel like Mexico will be a little bit little bit better weather, and um the the resort that we stay at there is is so great and um it's it's one of my favorite weeks the in professional golf and and favorite places to to vacation outside of golf so um as long as i can be there I, i'm gonna be there as long as possible <laughs> yeah it makes sense I and mean, you have to kind of get used to the altitude as well is that right is is that a big big sort of difference down yeah there? i don't i don't think it'll be bad i mean we're basically at sea level so um all the adjustment ball flight wise will be pretty easy i would think and uh after being there a couple of times it should be shouldn't be too hard okay it's my brother was saying that there's um when he played it there was some little kind of monkey things that used to come on and steal food is that something you experienced yeah. when you played there yeah i think uh i've, I've seen that there's yeah they they'll come up outside of your uh hotel room and and take stuff if you leave food outside and stuff like that so <laughs> uh they're like mongoose looking things uh i don't i don't know exactly is. what yeah, I think so. That's that's really interesting. I I have no idea what the animal is. I might look it up on Google actually. Um, yeah. So uh, you obviously were had an amazing college career, and um, you won the USAM, you low am in the Masters and stuff. And it's did you watch much of us over the weekend of Nick Dunlap? And sort of what did you make of that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was awesome. Um, you know, it's it's unbelievable. I, at twenty years old to uh, to play the way he did coming down the stretch and to, to have the poise and to have the focus that he did uh, under that much, that intensive pressure and chasing down the guys that he was chasing down, well-established tour players, um, guys that know how to close the deal. And, and uh, he actually looked like the veteran. He was playing to the, to the fat parts of the green and getting it up and down in the right places and, um, you know, leaving it in the right spots. And, you know, it was, it was super impressive. And I think uh, sky's the limit for that guy. Um you know, keep doing what he's doing. And, and I don't know, uh, I don't know what could stop him. Um, it was, it was, it was really impressive. And I, and I was, uh, I, I just can't imagine being 20 years old when I was 20 years old, I was 
I, you know, I, I definitely didn't have that uh, level of maturity and level of, of commitment and um, that well-rounded of a game. So um, kudos to him and, you know, hopefully he keeps it going. I, I saw that he withdrew from this week. I think that's probably a smart move. His life definitely yeah. changed, changed very rapidly. So um, I'm excited to, to see what happens. I don't know if he'll finish out, uh, finish out his college career or go ahead and turn pro. I mean, seems like he's pretty much uh, done everything that you can do as an amateur. So I, I feel like he'll probably uh, make the decision to, to head on uh, out with the big boys. Yeah, definitely. And obviously you won the US Amateur much like he did and and the Masters comes up pretty quick, I assume. And he's got access yeah. to that sort of as a pro, as an amateur. If you were in his shoes, what would you do? Would you turn pro or just stay as an amateur until then? I don't know. I mean, it's tough to tell nowadays with the NIL and all the different things that go into uh, amateur golf. It's, it's a lot different than it was when I was in school. Um, you know, from a compensation standpoint, I, I know that, you know, I'm sure if he if he continues on the path that he's on, he's going to make plenty of money as a professional golfer. But he's also going to make a lot at Alabama um, with all their donors and and uh, the amount of money that 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 school can generate. So um, <laughs> he might make might make just as much staying in college as he would turning pro. I'm I'm not sure how that all works, and I'm sure he's already got an agent. I'm sure he's got everything uh, getting everything ready to go for whenever he decides to turn pro. But um, Definitely a crazy time for college golf and definitely a crazy time for amateur golf. And I hope that uh, this opens the opens the pathway for more players to uh, have these opportunities and and show how good amateurs are now and how good college golfers are. I think, uh, you know, for me, turning pro, the level of competition that we had in college was was so high that, um, you know, the, the pro adjustment is more so just figuring out how to live by yourself and travel and and play with a caddy and, and do all these different things that, you know, being a pro entails. But um, from a competition standpoint, it's not that different. And uh, good golf is, is still good golf. And um, there's a lot of very talented players in, in collegiate golf. And um, I think uh, you'll see more and more young guys like him at 20 years old be able to come out and compete with the best in the world because junior golf and amateur golf is getting so good now. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and one of the best things in sports is watching young players come up through the ranks and and sort of sort of develop into their careers. And and you've gone a, a very interesting route where obviously you turned pro on the PJ Tour, went and played um the first live event and then have qualified for the live season via the Asian Tour. And now yeah. you're you've been picked by Phil Mickelson. I mean, sort of like it's it's just a, a a totally different route to go in that other way where you're on your own all the time and you're trying to learn the ropes. You've now got one of the best players of all time who's got you under his wing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm super thankful for that, and um, it's it's kind of like college golf all over again. I'm I'm on a team with Cameron Tringali, who also went to Georgia Tech, and we have so much in common just from a from a college um, storytelling and, and different experiences we had in college. Um, we both had the same coach, and um, so we we're always telling stories about what what those guys did that he played with, and and stories about you know guys on our team as well. But it definitely live golf feels kind of like college golf all over again. Um, we're all going to dinners together and traveling together and um, staying at the same hotels and practicing. All of our practice rounds are together and playing matches against each other every day. And whether it be chipping or putting or playing nine holes, um, you know, that's all the, all the stuff that I did in college. So um, to keep that team dynamic going and, and uh, you know, get energy from different guys and, and, uh, 
be able to uh, compete every single day with your teammates to make yourself better so that you can go beat other teams is, is an awesome feeling. And, um, you know, it's definitely a, a year that I'm going to cherish. Yeah. <laughs> they're telling me, they're telling me I got to go return my golf cart. So uh, <laughs> that's the, cool. The card guys, but, um... card guys are ready to go home. Yes, I don't blame him. It's cold. I'll I'll leave you one quick question then. Um, so you've you're obviously traveling all over the globe with Liv this year, and you're going to some fantastic venues. Which event are you looking forward to the most? Oh man, um, being in Adelaide last year and getting to see the crowds and the excitement around that golf tournament, and and seeing Chase's hole in one and and Bert Kreischer swinging his shirt around shirtless. Um, you know, it's that's definitely a, an event that I don't. I don't know that uh, you can replicate in America just because the fan base is, is so different in Australia. Um, I don't think uh, unless you, unless you've been there, I don't think there's anything to really relate it to. Um, but uh, just, yeah, completely different ball game and uh, 45,000 crazy Australians is, is it's awesome. And yeah. I can't <laughs> wait. To, I can't wait to play that tournament. Uh, you know, that was, it was, it was really cool being there last year and, and seeing, you know, how that, how that event was operated and, um the amazing turnout that they had and I, I think it's going to be even bigger and better this year so that's probably that's probably the one I look forward to the most for sure it's, it's one that I'd love to go to I'm, I'm not sure if I'll make it this year I've, I've been trying but I, I can't get the permission from my boss so um <laughs> bit of a shame but yeah, yeah, yeah um definitely but yeah thanks for your time again Andy I really appreciate it and all the best for the season yeah you got it thanks